is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's been a couple weeks, but we are back. It's Talking Cowboys presented by Geico. Long awaited after what has been a crazy week around the state of Texas. Hope everybody once again staying safe. The warmth is not necessarily the issue at this point, but hopefully you were able to stay warm and safe through some crazy times. But we are back to talk some Dallas Cowboys and to check in on everyone there in Cowboys Nation as of course it's a big offseason for Dallas and uh, there's plenty to reset about and after a long week that's what we're going to do today we're going to reset we're going to talk about what the Cowboys top storylines are this offseason and how they can be successful going into 2021 I'm your host Kyle Yeomans alongside Rob Phillips Heckma Harrison we've got our guy Isaiah Stanback resident Super Bowl champion as always down in the bottom left-hand corner. Guys, how are we doing this week? Rob, you able to stay warm throughout the last week? I missed you guys on last Monday. Yeah, we missed you too, Kyle. Uh, what, what was the temperature yesterday? 72? Yeah, so for people that don't live in Texas, like this is what we deal with, you know? It might be minus two one day. It might be 72 one day. <laughs> but I, I think we're all good, right? I think everybody's okay now. Man, hanging in there like a hubcap in the fast lane over there, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just make it happen, man. Yeah, negative two one day, 72 the next. Wouldn't, wouldn't be Texas without it, you know? Yep. Nope. Now, this has been the, the most bipolar week of weather I think that we've had to experience as Texans. And I, I think the going trend is, is no one was ready uh, for the Arctic blast that took over the Metroplex <laughs> or in Texas, period. So no. I, am, I am loving it. Uh, but it's just one of those things where you see a beautiful day like this, and you're like, well, where were you a week ago? <laughs> How about yeah, a week exactly. ago? <laughs> a week ago. <laughs> and it ended up turning from just like your normal, uh, I mean, not normal, but out of the nowhere, generational type of ice storm. And then it was like, I, I mean, I was wearing a T-shirt and shorts yesterday going to the grocery store. So it was just unbelievable. So yeah. You yeah, were wearing the, uh, the, mid, the mid-quad ones that you bought? Last yeah, you, yeah, the, that's, the yeah, that's what I was okay. wearing. Yeah, for I'll sure. Gotcha. Yeah. No, I Just ran checking. to the grocery store and back like I did to the store and back last year. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's been crazy, and, and feel free to reach out if you guys still need help, and we're here to help uh, here on Talking yeah, Cowboys and through the Dallas Cowboys. If you want to help others, too, go to the Dallas Cowboys Twitter right now, at Dallas Cowboys, pretty easy to find on Twitter. And there's a pinned tweet for those that are interested in donating to those in need during the inclement weather. And it's all there, how to help, how to donate, blankets, coats, hats, gloves, plenty you can do for the community and, and show that the Cowboys Nation is always there to help. And, and we, we've known that very well over the last couple of years, and especially here in 2020 and 2021. But let's get away from that. Let's talk about some football. Let's talk some Cowboys here. Mm-hmm over the next hour and I mean the biggest storylines this offseason are what quarterback play right contracts quarterbacks salary caps and and Rob there was news the other day from the NFL that the salary cap in 2021 has the new floor we expected this Uh, teams 
in on a Thursday memo said that the salary cap floor has been increased from 175 to 180 following talks with the NFLPA. So 180 is higher salary cap than we really anticipated. We thought it might have a chance to stay the same or go down as Cowboys fans, but this is a great sign for the Cowboys who aren't necessarily in the best place cap-wise. Yeah, it's a little little extra change in the Cowboys cushions. You know, you reach down, you find a little extra $5 million. That's good. <laughs> they, they, uh, they need every bit that they can because we know that uh, you talked about it, Kyle, the, the top priorities around the league and in Dallas, our quarterback it, here, it's Dak, Dak, Dak. There's not a whole lot of news right now. Everybody wanting to know if and when this deal is going to get done. And obviously an extra $5 million helps. If nothing else, you can slot it to help pay for your draft class when you have to sign – Mm-hmm. those draft picks so there's a lot the Cowboys need to, to work out in the coming weeks um, what's interesting is you know the NFL doesn't really have official dates official official dates we know the NFL drafts at the end of April but everything that um, you know I think teams are working off of is a you know tag window that starts tomorrow goes through March 9th and then you got free agency about a week later and in that time you know the Cowboys got to find ways to create room so uh, the, uh, a raised cap floor is good. It might go higher if the league decides to try to, you know, kick the can down the road and, and eat a little bit of that salary cap space in, in future years um, when hopefully we're out of this pandemic. So maybe there's a little extra room the Cowboys will have to maneuver, not only to slot Dak either on the tag or on a deal, plus give you some wiggle room in free agency because we all know uh, they've got a lot of needs coming up here. Heck, but whenever you look at this salary cap and you look at kind of the, the situation that's at hand in the NFL, it's positive that it went up. But at the same time, does it give you any pause as to how the Cowboys would have to handle the cap issue because of Dak Prescott, because of the way these other teams, I, I, I don't know, I look around the league and I see all these other organizations finding ways to maneuver cap money. And yeah. I feel like the Cowboys haven't necessarily done that. Are you are you still hesitant on the Cowboys signing Dak Prescott to that long-term deal, and especially with the salary cap not going up as much as it normally would? Well, I, I like what Rob said, kicking the can down the road. And that's what we've been doing with our salary cap for a little while now is kicking the can down the road. But all of these things have come to a head, Kyle, and we have to make a, a decision on what we're going to do. Um, and... and you know, the the, five, the extra $5 million for the cap from 75 to 80 is good, but you're looking at a cap that's generally, I think, in 2020 was 198. So that's still $18 million in cap that you've had to sacrifice because of COVID-19. And no one's going to cry for us uh, because of that. But, boy, we sure could use that extra 18 million dollars right now and maybe that was something that they were banking on but you know when it comes down to do I have pause with everything that's going on with the the franchise and and, and Dak is it's yeah <laughs> is the is the answer and you know I, I think that when you when you say kicking the can down the road we've restructured a lot of contracts and we can still do that but it's not impossible to get the Dak Prescott deal done but it's going to do it's going to stress the hell out of your cap and it's not going to give you a lot of room to get other things that you need and when you talk about need versus want with the Dallas Cowboys right now we have some bigger issues uh, at foot with our organization and that's bad contracts and you know an aging offensive line and injuries to guys that we may not even see anymore in the Dallas Cowboy uh, uniform so 
the priority right now, you can say, would be to sign Dak. But again, when you look at your cap and you look at the future or kicking the can down the road, you may have to start making some uh, bigger decisions for down the road. Isn't that what's frustrating the most about this situation, though, is that you had so many opportunities and, and you still haven't figured it out? Like, uh, that's what's frustrating to me. It's the fact that you've kicked the can down the road, and now you've run out of road, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, you really have run out of road to kick it down. Now you're going to have to turn around and go the other direction, and I hate that. As a, a, a fan of the Cowboys and as somebody who's been around the organization now, it, it, it's really a frustrating from a, a fan standpoint. Whenever you have a quarterback like that, you have these contract issues, and I'm sure it's frustrating from a player standpoint too. Isaiah, I know you played in the league. You've had contract negotiations more so than any of the rest of us have, but it, is this frustrating? Is this insulting from a player's perspective? I know this is something we've probably hit already, but I feel like it just continues to be so as we get closer and closer to this deadline. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, the the injury to Dak did not help the situation at all. Um, it complicated things substantially. So obviously, now you got the curveball of Are you going to be healthy? When are you going to be healthy? Are you going to be the same player that you were? Or right, do we have to put that in a contract so that you have to prove it to us? Or are we just going to give you the benefit of the doubt um, because you've been so good to us, you know, in the past? So it's so many things now that are convoluted um, that we're going to have to see. But I'm interested and I'm curious to see um, as to how good our general manager skills are now. This is when you find out exactly how great of a manager um, you have uh, within your organization I mean, because you have to get so creative because you have to figure out okay we have a new coach in we have a general manager who's been there since since the, <laughs> since birth um, yep. and now we have to figure out okay what's our vision for our, for our team what's the vision for this organization do we want to win right now do we want to are we trying to win championships right now or are we trying to set up our team for the future so you got those two those two organizational heads that are coming to coming to one and they have to figure things out um, and obviously the DAC situation is the most highlighted thing of, of, of them all, but there's, like, as you guys already alluded to, there's so many gaps. There's so many things that need to be addressed, um, and, you know, obviously being $18 million short doesn't help you, um, but, it, but it's, it's a lot better than being $23 million short, so we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens, man. I'm excited to see the maneuvers they're making because you see how aggressive some of these other organizations are being. Um, let's see what our, what our organization's made of. And, I like you know, that. I do too, and it is. This is like this is the biggest off season for the Cowboys I can remember since I've been covering mm -hmm. the team because it is. It's like a crossroads. It's like, what's your future going to be, and what's your outlook for your team? And Heck mentioned creating room and getting creative. They can do that. They they can mm -hmm. you know they can they can slot for this tag. It's it's not pretty. It's a monster number, thirty seven point seven million. If they have to do it, and I think it's a distinct possibility that they're going to have to do it in 15 days or 16 days um, to buy more time unless, unless, unless they can figure something out in two weeks. I mean, they haven't done it in two, two years, two plus years. Um, <laughs> I think they would probably have to tag him again. And, I, you know, mm. that can be done. They don't want to do that. I'm sure they don't want to do that uh, because, look, you want to have some flexibility in free agency a week later. Yeah. Um, but, but Heck mentioned the restructures, and there's a lot of speculation on what they'll do to create space. That's the most logical thing. Look, they, they restructured Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Demarcus Lawrence last year and took all of that space and saved it for this year. I think NFLPA said they've got the third most unused cap room carried over into this year, $25 million or so. So that's, that's good, and they can restructure more deals. They've been doing this pretty much as long as I've been there uh, covering the team. Uh, and it, they do. They just you just kind of you can do this forever, really. You can kick this down the road. The problem is when it comes to the back end of those deals, 
if if a guy doesn't reach the end of his deal or is not playing to the level of his deal, then you've got a lot of dead money at the end. Uh, if you yeah. think about 2018, I think it was a year after they, they released Tony Romo, he counted $9 million on their cap. Uh, Travis Frederick retires in 2020, and it's like an $11 million cap hit spread over two years. So that's, you know, you, you gotta you got to think about the back end of those things. But other than cutting players, I don't know what else you do to create space and still keep kind of the core of your roster together and try to go win football yeah. games with Dak Prescott as your quarterback. Hey, Rob, no. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Isaiah. No, I was going to say the other the curveball here, right? And obviously, we addressed it last year. Was you know we're, we're they're now also managing Dax Dax emotions, right? What are Dax emotions? If if he gets tagged, understand we all get it. Sometimes you have to tag to buy more time. But if I'm Dak, I probably have I probably have my my foot in the ground. Is like, hey, if y'all tag me, <laughs> Uncle Drew alluded to it the other day. If you tag me, just know I, I'm not I'm not coming back. Yeah. You just know that. You know what I'm saying? Just, just know that because that's disrespect. You guys have had two years of work on this deal. You know what I'm saying? I've proven to you guys what, what my worth to this organization. I've shown you guys, obviously, through unfortunate circumstances that when I get injured, what happens to the organization, what happens to the team, right? So if you guys tag me again, just know. <laughs> just know what's going to happen on the back end, right? So they have to manage that as well. And that's something that's not being addressed, obviously. Everybody's just talking about how, oh, you know, they'll have this much time to figure it out. Dak might not want to figure it out. Dak might be on a two week on a two week countdown saying y'all got y'all have two weeks to figure this thing out. I'm with you in terms of uh, you know if 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 it's still the mid July deadline if that's still what the cap, uh, the NFL is yeah. working off of and there's no deal in place by then I mean yeah you can't imagine he'll be back uh, in 2022 because it's a 54 million dollar franchise tag or something like that next year for Dak. And, and that's not going to happen. No, I mean you can't fit that. So he would be ready to hit the market. And, and I, I agree. There's, there's, um, there's pride and there's feelings involved. Guys want long-term security, and understandably so. Yep. Um, no. But I, I, I still think they all want to get it done. I believe that. I just don't know. Um, I don't know how you. Maybe they can get it done by March 9th, But something's got to give here. Both sides to try to work this out for the Cowboys to get some relief to try to build a team in the free agency for, for Dak to get that security. Um, it's man, it's time. It's time to, to get working on it. No, I loved uh, Rob when you said we're at, we're at a crossroads, and it just gave me that visual of us in the car sitting sitting at a crossroads. And which way do we go? Uh, because if you look at it on the cap for the organization, the price for being mediocre is just getting expensive, and that's that. The it just continues to build on. You look at the bad contracts that we we've we have, and there are a few of them that you can go to where these guys are once they sign their deal, their production depreciated. And we have these bad deals on the book books. And yes, you can look back two years ago where we should have gotten Dak's deal done. And it's been very costly not getting Dak's deal done. But Isaiah, I don't know if the, if the organization would even care if, you know, if, if they have to give him another tag, if he's if this is going to be contentious and he's already like, look, I, I'm out of here. If you do that, then I think the, the, the organization do does that knowing full damn well that he's going to walk in 2022. So, I mean, the, the art of the deal and the song and dance is, is very fragile uh, right now yeah. with the organization and his representatives. But I am hoping. Uh, that, that they can find a way to get this deal done. And if it's going to be something for the long haul, especially if you look at not having an offensive line or anything like that, look at how bad it's going to be if you don't have that quarterback to build around for the future. I think that Dak is the future of the franchise. But again, if the, if the organization doesn't see it, see it the same, 
then who the hell am I? <laughs> I just, I mean, who the hell am I? Because You're I think he's good enough to sign are. right now. <laughs> are are we worried? And I'm not even talking about the Cowboys when I say we. I I'm, I never would say we whenever it comes to the Cowboys because I don't wear a jersey. But are we as a group or as a fan base? Uh, are we worried about Dak Prescott's ankle? Because are we worried about the injury at all? Because if we're worried about it at all. What are the Cowboys feeling? What is the front office feeling? Because that's one of my things is, is it's been so quiet. That's what's weird to me is it's been deathly silent. And you haven't heard a single thing about either side of the negotiations. So is that a good sign or is that a bad sign as nothing's getting done or something's about to get done? Because, Rob, I mean, it's getting to the point, like you said, we're getting down to this deadline. It's a time clock. I mean, t- time is ticking. Yeah. Whenever we get to this moment, and then what happens whenever it reaches zero? Yeah, I mean, I'll throw in one thing there too: is is that we don't we mentioned the floor for the salary cap. We don't know the salary cap level yet, mm-hmm. and we may not know it till after March 9th. So that's the problem here: is it's it's this weird off season with the dates and um, this crazy cap with the pandemic, and so um, there's just a lot of. When you talk about a deal of this magnitude, you need to know everything that you're dealing with. And, and I don't think the Cowboys know everything they're dealing with yet. Yes, the ankle, okay. too. I mean, that, that, that is another layer. You know, we've referenced that on past shows where it's a serious injury. Everything we've heard, he's going to make a full recovery. The Cowboys aren't concerned about it. Um, but that is another part of the negotiations that I, I don't know that we know everything involved in it because we really haven't. There hasn't been, like you said, Kyle, there hasn't been a lot of public discussion since this, nothing really since the season ended on any subject. Um, so there's a lot, of, a lot of speculation, a lot of sources. Um, all I know is I still feel like both sides would like to get this done. Um, mm. I just personally don't have as much confidence as I did last year because I, maybe I was naive last year because I feel like every time the Cowboys want one of these deals done, they get it done. And this hasn't for whatever reason. I think you can talk about both sides for you know reasons for that, um, but now, like you said, the clock's ticking. So until it gets done, I don't think you can say with confidence that it, that it that it will be, and that, that this is going to be a long term deal. Heckman. No, it's just it just sucks to continue to do this. At, you know, <laughs> this is the second off season, and we haven't uh, gotten that. Yeah, the third. third. Right? Yeah, the, third. We, we haven't gotten this done. And, and it, it becomes the same argument. What is the organization looking to see to feel confident in getting the deal done? And there's so many people that's going to comment and say, oh, Dak's not worth the money. And then, you know, well, who else do you have? Do you think that you could just go into the draft and pick anybody that could come into this organization and lead you to the playoffs in a Super Bowl? Because this is a right now sort of situation for every team in the NFL. Everybody. This is a right now business. And if we're saying that, look, we can just go outside and get anybody to be the quarterback here, I think you're delusional. Dak Prescott, if he's not the top five, and yeah, there are a few guys you say their name, Pat Mahomes, all the guys, Aaron Rodgers on down, but he's not far down on that list. And there are going to be a lot of guys that get contracts that are, that are going to be the highest played quarterback in the league that don't that are not on the same level as some of those guys. So we can't keep moving the goalposts in this conversation about Dak because anytime you have a conversation with somebody about Dak Prescott's con- uh, contract, you sound dumb and they sound dumb because yep. <laughs> no one agrees with the cap. 
No one agrees with the cap and no one agrees with the, the talent. There's the, the difference on each level. But the, the question is, what do you do if you don't sign them? Well, we sound dumb all the time, so we're going to continue talking about quarterbacks <laughs> right. and continue talking about Dak Prescott because, Heckma, you brought up the draft, and we've been talking about this crossroads through the first segment. The draft is really where that crossroads stands for me. I think that is the drop-dead date of this whole deal with the franchise tag and, and everything and, and, and that's been a part of it. And we've talked about this previously on a couple of the shows. But when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, I want to we'll talk about what – what the crossroads are going to be and what we would do if we were in the front office's shoes. Crossroads when we come back here on Talking Cowboys presented by Geico. <laughs> Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more, Essilor. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Back to Talking Cowboys. We're back here on Talking Cowboys, as always, presented by Geico every Monday at 1130 Central Time. And, you know... Uh, with Essilor lenses, whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor <laughs> can do for you. See more, do more Essilor. Heckman continues to rock his uh, his Essilor lenses. We'll talk about the Bose headphones coming up here in the next Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Up? What's up? I can see to the moon in these things. Oh, it's like a symphony on my face. <laughs> it's a symphony on my face. No, that, that, whoa. 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 Well, is that a little too hard? about that. Or not, or not, or not. <laughs> yeah. Not going to work. <laughs> Symphony on my face. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know about that one either. I don't know if it works well. Okay, throw that one up. Talking Cowboys. Yeah, Talking Cowboys. Second segment. We're going to keep moving on here. Uh, But, yeah, no, check out Essilor Lenses. We love our friends over at Essilor. We're all going to be rocking Essilor Lenses at some point, and I cannot wait for that day. Heckman got ahead of us and and snagged some before before we followed the rules. And so I'm jealous of the fact. I wish we would have followed the rules or would not have followed the rules and got it. You're funny. Let's uh, let's talk about those crossroads, gentlemen, because I'm gonna put you guys in the in the shoes of a front office yes. uh, personnel of the Cowboys front office because Ooh. I think we need to look ahead into the future and see what's gonna happen. Use those Essilor lenses to look ahead into the future because there's a lot going on whenever it comes to the draft. April 29th is the draft. We're less than 60 days away at this point. And even though the franchise tag deadline is March 9th, I think the draft is the drop-dead date for the Dak Prescott contract negotiations. Because you can tag Dak Prescott before March 9th, which I think will happen. I I think most of us think that will happen. And then Mm -hmm. after March 9th, you can still negotiate that contract up until the middle of June. So I think there's going to be a tag there. And whether or not there's a long-term deal done, it needs to get done before the draft. And so we had a, a mailbag question this week, Rob that was talking about no Dak Prescott long-term deal. If there's a quarterback available at the 10th overall pick, would you take a quarterback there? And what would you do from that point forward? So this is the crossroads. You're looking at a rebuilding of a future, or you're trying to to, to center your future around Dak Prescott. Which one would it be, Rob, and which one do you think would be more successful? That is a juicy hypothetical, Kyle. Um, I... You mean middle of June or middle of July to get the deal July. done? July, excuse me. Yeah, the drop dead date, get tag or, 15th, or, right? or long-term deal. Usually, yes. Uh, if, if they keep the same schedule, the league does what they always do. I, it was the mailbag question, and I answered yes. It, stick with Dak Prescott and don't worry about drafting a quarterback because I'm with you in that. You know, you'd like to know what the deal is by the draft because you have a top 10 pick and, and it's hard to get a top 10 pick. You know, you got to be pretty bad to be in that position. But the thing with, the thing with me is you've invested all this time in Dak. And yeah. if, you, if there's still hope, if there's still optimism that, you know, okay, it's not done by the draft, but we think we could still get there in two months, then I'm not drafting somebody to potentially, potentially sit for five years, four years on his rookie contract as the backup quarterback behind Dak Prescott. I'm just not ready to do something like that. And uh, sure, that could blow up in my face, but I I would still be operating under the premise that we could still have Dak as our franchise quarterback. Hmm. So you're sticking with Dak no matter what, even if there's not a long-term deal and it could really put you in a a situation that – I know you said well, that he would sit for a year, but isn't that ideal with a rookie quarterback that may not be ready yet, a.k.a. Trey Lance, North Dakota State quarterback, or Mac Jones out of Alabama? Well, I'm Mac saying Jones at 10? Easy. That was part, that Easy. Was part of the hypothetical. That was part of the hypothetical, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Does that change your answer a little bit? <laughs> if, it's, if it's Mac Jones or, oh, or Dak Prescott? Man. Are you saying no, that's I, high or low, heck, Mom? I'm curious as to where you think that would be. There's no, look, all of this is giving me the willies anyway. So I'm just saying (laughs) that 
you know, what we cannot do as an organization is reach on a player. And when you talk about a historically awful defense and we're talking about taking a quarterback at 10, I, I, I don't – look, no matter where we go with the Dak Prescott contract, what we can't do is reach on a player at 10 and we can't reach on Mac Jones. I, I, all respect okay. to him. So you're and saying he's 10 be a great is too quarterback, high. But not do that, huh? 10 is too high in your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, and if I agree. you're in that position, you know, you should start thinking about trading draft capital if that's what you, that's on your mind. Yeah, okay, absolutely. good. I'm glad you think that. I thought you were saying he wasn't going to fall to 10, and I was like, there's no way he's not there at 10. I, 10 would be reaching, I think, a read. I, w- I completely agree. I think 10 would be reaching on Mac Jones. Hell and yeah. reaching on a player is, is where I would lean on this answer, too. But I want to hear Isaiah's thought process first. All right, so um, I'm either staying with Dak. I'm, I'm definitely not drafting a quarterback. That's just not the route to go. <laughs> so I'm staying with Dak, or I'm gonna cre- I'm gonna have some kind of crazy blockbuster, you know, Matthew Stafford type <laughs> type type trade yes. that, that gives me a Russell Wilson or something about somebody like that. That's the only thing that's even foreseeable, and that's that's a super stretch since we're doing, uh, you know, just the craziness today. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm staying I'm, I'm staying with Dak, or I'm, I'm doing a crazy blockbuster trade. Okay. How about I give you guys a crazy blockbuster trade? Mm. I'll see what you think here. The Miami Dolphins, who currently hold the number three overall pick, the number 18 overall pick, and they have a Tua Tungavailoa at quarterback that they don't necessarily need anymore if they're going to trade for Dak Prescott. What if they gave you all three of those for the 10th overall pick and Dak Prescott? Or they give you all three of those. Let's do all three of those for Dak Prescott alone. So then you have three, 10, and 18, and Tua. What would you do? No, Miami, man. I'm not doing that with Miami. I would have to do something. No, I would have to do something where I'm giving up, you know, my number 10 pick and Zeke to get Russ in here. That would be the only thing that I could even see. I can't see anybody else that I would want to go grab. Isaiah wants a sure thing. Yeah. Yeah. You get if, you, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that, you have to get the sure thing, right? Like it's not even a question. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's, it's no different in Tampa, right? Tampa was like, "Hey, screw it, we're we're going to get yeah. TV twelve because we know what position he puts us in." So if you pull a move like that, you better. That's why. Why you think that that LA did what they did? They know Matthew Stafford's yeah. a dog. They're like, "Hey, we'll do this. It's gonna make us look crazy, but we know we're getting a dog." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you, you just that, if you pull that move, you have to have a it's a, it's a for show right on. <laughs> yeah, so and it made him look crazy for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're not interested in trading to rebuild. You're trading for concrete. You're you're trading yeah. for somebody that you think yeah. is going to be the dude. Is Russell Wilson the dude? Are you like are yeah. you sold yeah. on Russell Wilson? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold on him at all. You're not. But you're not sold on Russell Wilson. That's yeah, an interesting not take. Behind this offensive line, no. Huh. He's too short. I still think he's short. What? Yes. Are we still look at, look about at the past. The look at look at the right look at the positions he puts his he's offensive line us. in. Oh my goodness! Look at he's the baiting us right this now. Is a, I love this it. This is a troll no, job. I'm not. It's not a troll job. I think he's Russell Wilson's free. a great quarterback. <laughs> goodness, man. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm saying. Kyle, Kyle, I don't Kyle, think. Let me, let me let me help you out with this quarterback thing, okay? Because this is a myth that, obviously, being in the training world now, and obviously being a quarterback my entire life, I. Let me just let me just go ahead and squash this. Quarterbacks don't look over linemen. You look through, through. throwing yeah. lanes. Yeah. So this whole height thing is such a myth. 
and it's, it gets way too much weight put on it. Mm-hmm. So all my short quarterbacks out there, keep balling, keep mm-hmm. killing yeah. it because you look through lanes. You don't look over linemen. I'm 6'3". I was not looking <laughs> over my 6'5", 6'6", linemen. I wasn't doing it. It didn't matter if I was 5'10". It didn't matter if I was 6'3". Listen, you throw through lanes. So if you guys are, mm-hmm. got those got that footwork, be quick. That the, Being quick and being fast is more important than being tall. Trust me. Yeah, I would you, agree you, with that. You know what to do, Kyle. Kyle will start an argument. He's a professional arguer, so that's what he just did. Yeah. And he know that Isaiah was going to fall for the bait, and he couldn't help himself. But 86, let's come back. Let's come back a little bit because he don't even believe – he don't believe that either, right? He don't believe that either. But when, when you – you talk about the Miami Dolphins scenario, and I'm with Isaiah on this. You know, I'm going to go for the sure thing if we're going to make, uh, if we're going to trade away draft capital, or we're going to take on anything else, especially like a Tua, and still put ourselves in a situation in the next three years to have to renegotiate his contract. I, I, I don't want to go that uh, route either. It would be with a the, very uh, similar thing that you just yeah, did with and that. that's Is the that's the be? kick in the can down the road uh-huh. sort of deal, and especially when you talk about what we need to do defensively. Now the the ideal is sign Dak, and the rest you, it gives you a survey of the land on which way you need to go, but. The Cowboys are in a position at 10 to where they can move back if, let's say, Sewell is gone, if the the offensive lineman for Virginia Tech is gone, if the cornerback from Virginia Tech and Alabama are both gone, then let's not reach on a player, all right? If we can go back, get a Barmore or get a linebacker or get someone like that, then let's do that. And, And then, especially when it comes down to offensive tackle or defensive line, you know, look, anytime you can get a Big Ten uh, anytime you can get a Big Ten offensive lineman, there are going to be a, several of those guys in the second, third, and fourth round. There's going to be opportunities, and even for a quarterback in the later rounds, right? Kyle Trask, you know, I'm, I'm high on, on that guy. But you can go in and you can still develop guys. I don't understand how Dak Prescott is being penalized by being everything that you want from a fourth-round draft pick. You develop him, he turns out to be a player, yep. and this is what you get. <laughs> you have to sign the dude. And we're reluctant to do that. And we're talking about Tua? Like, no. nah. No. Mm-mm. Oh, Kyle's, Kyle's throwing it out there. But going, going back, going back, that's just, we're just throwing stuff out there. Going, going back to the original hypothetical, Kyle, why, why do you yeah. feel like, so it, you, if it's not done by the draft, deal not done by the draft, you would draft a quarterback at 10 is basically what you're saying? I would highly consider if, 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 it. I don't, if a guy's available that you like and he's, he falls yeah, or whatever. You would, have to have, you would have to have somebody that you like there or trade up and go get somebody if you wanted to go maybe get a Justin Fields or a Zach Wilson. I don't know how much draft capital you'd have to give, to give up there, and I don't yeah. know if the Cowboys would be willing to do that. I think that would be a waste of draft capital. So I don't want to trade up, but if somebody falls and you like him a lot, like a Trey Lance, I think Trey Lance would probably be the more likely of the quarterbacks to fall and for the Cowboys to like him because he's really similar in play style to what Dak Prescott brings to the table. But I I just don't – I'm I'm with Heckma in what he said. It makes my gut turn knowing how bad (laughs) this defense is and thinking, oh, my gosh, we're going to have to try and maybe draft a quarterback because that just makes me sick in the point of of having to use a 10th overall pick where you could get a starter opposite of Trayvon Diggs. You could get a starter somewhere else and make your team better, and you're worried about this. I hate The only way you've invested too much onto your offense. Look how much you've invested into our offense. So uh, that's the last position that you can have being a question mark. That has to be a solid freaking exclamation point. You know what I'm saying? Like that has to be 
either you sign Dak or, like I said, you pull something off that nobody else in the world thought you could pull off. <laughs> right. And you bring somebody in who's a for show right on because that's all you can do. Now, you again, you turn your, your attention towards defense or you solidify that offensive line. That is the only moves that should be made on offense. O-line, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Other than that, it's defense. That's it. Yeah, and even, even O-line, to me, for me personally, it's like, He's got to be CeeDee Lamb. He's got to be the best guy on my board, way better than any defensive prospect that can step in and help me right away because mm-hmm. they need an infusion of talent on defense, in my opinion. But Absolutely. I, I just feel like with, with the quarterback thing, the only way you, you consider drafting quarterback that high for me is if by the draft, like Isaiah referenced in the first segment, if there's emotions involved and there is a sense that it's just not going to happen with Dak. Then, then maybe you have to pivot. But unless, if if that's not the case, and they're just not, it's not done yet. And again, maybe it won't ever get done. Then I'm I'm still trying to build around Dak Prescott and hope that hey, I can P. figure figure something out. Yeah, P. Let me ask you this: You haven't. I, I know you y'all haven't forgot how bad our defense was last year, right? I have not forgotten that. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I just, just want to make sure. He's so bad. I watched the film. I watched the film, and we were bad on D last year. So even all of this talk of, of offensive line, and I'm with Newey Scruggs, man. Newey Scruggs is the guy that's. Yeah, I mean, he's oh, hanging God, his hat on, on this whole argument because look, man, you, you defensively and historically. We have not been a team that has drafted safeties. And we've had opportunities and free agency and all that. We still mm-hmm. didn't get a safety. Last year, bad safety play cost us. But we can also go to the front of our defense and say, man, yes. our front seven was front. pretty weak as well. And so if we had any guys that could get, create or manufacture any pressure on the quarterbacks, maybe that wouldn't have been as blaring of a need, but doesn't matter, man. If you look at the NFL, you're going to have to have a safety, especially in Dan Quinn's defense where he's playing safety high. So, look, I, I trust. I think Dunvin Wilson uh, will be fine at the strong safety spot, but who will we have back there facilitating as a midfielder? Mm-hmm. That free safety is a huge question mark, and the Cowboys haven't drafted one in the first two rounds since, what, 2002, Rob? Is that right? 2002 was the last time they drafted a free safety or a safety in Roy. the first couple rounds, and it was Roy yeah. Williams. Yeah. yeah, it just hasn't been – it has not been ago. a priority for them. You know, I mean, they you were linked to Earl Thomas, was? but, like – How old were you, Kyle? I was six years old last time oh the Cowboys – Oh, my God. Drafted a safety. <laughs> I was six years old. <laughs> Dang it. You were still yeah. Superman draws, weren't you? Yeah. I was working so, What year was that? What year, wait, what year was that? 2002. Doug, I could have babysat you, man. Don't you ever, oh. don't you ever, boy. You babysit me on the show anyways. It's fine. <laughs> so, that, but that's another thing. I mean, whenever you what's talk. Your birth, what's your birth year? Good God. Six. Mighty. What? <laughs> 96? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. God. I was six. Please. He has no recollection of Michael Jordan. That's that, that's what I always go to. Is he never beautiful. saw Mike play. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's now, you, my guy. Even with even with all of the, the jokes and everything aside, the fact that the Cowboys could take a safety in the first or second round, it's not going to happen in the first. It's not going to happen at 10. I'll tell you that right now. This draft class is not strong <laughs> enough to have a safety taken at 10. But at 44, I think it's a realistic uh, a realistic conversation depending on who's there because there is the Richie Grants, there is the Trayvon Morigs, there's the the 
James Wiggins. I mean, there's a lot of guys there that could be at 44 that the Cowboys could take at safety. So we may see it for the first time. How likely is that going to be? And how highly does this front office and the scouting department think these safeties are going to be held to? I don't know. I, like it's it's a huge question mark of I don't know. No, it is. It, it, it continues with the quarterback, but it continues with the safety position and where they value that. Heck, man. But let me ask you this though, uh, P. Now, now that like last year in 2020, the practice squad players increased. Now in 2021, is that going to be the same thing, or will they have to go back to the regular count with practice squad players because teams were hoarding their practice squad guys? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's that is a great question because I think it was uh, it was like an addendum they made to the new CBA because of yeah. the pandemic. I don't I don't know if that carries into 2021 with a with a yeah. larger practice squad. And, and, Maybe that, that might be something they got to figure out at the spring meetings. Uh, with the competition committee and all that stuff, uh, or, or, or pass rule changes and all that kind of, kind of thing. No, that, and the reason I bring that up is that obviously in free agency as well and, and picking players, this is going to be a huge offseason for Will McClay and his staff uh, to no be able to comb through uh, those guys because we did have a preseason last year and because teams ha- were able to hoard their guys and keep their talent you know, still on their roster, will we be able to pick potentially you know, good guys at the safety position, D-line, what have you? But I think that's going to be important as well. I yeah. hate it. I, I hate even yeah. having this conversation because it's, it's scary because there's so many different spots that the Cowboys could potentially get to. Now, last year in the offseason, the Cowboys had an opportunity to pick up some free agents before the draft and kind of set their board a little bit to where they could go best player available. When we come back, we're going to talk about whether that best player available will still be there or what positions the Cowboys need to fill prior to to the draft and free agency and how that could affect things. When we come back on the other side of the break, you're listening to Talking Cowboys presented by GEICO. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss Package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So, to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks 
free shipping. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. We continue our debate and conversations into the break, and this is another one where I wish we could just continue it uh, over the show, but we've got a lot to talk about whenever it comes to Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson and the the situation that the Cowboys are in. We might save that for next week, though. Welcome back to Talking <laughs> Cowboys, presented by Geico, and whether you're listening to music, listening to us argue about quarterbacks, or doing whatever you want at home, you can experience audio at a whole new level with Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds. Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds are the official earbuds of the Dallas Cowboys. Heckma, what's it sound like? It's like a symphony on your head. Wow. <laughs> Love it. You said on, not in. Is that no, in your head. In your, my bad, my bad. Man, you got to get in my it's head. Been two weeks. It's been two weeks, bro. It's been two weeks, man. He said the symphony on my face. That's where I got the on from. Blank. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I screwed you up. Okay. My bad. Yes. My bad. In the face. In the face. Oh, my goodness. bad. No, you're good. We love it. Uh, we've got about 10 minutes left here in show. Oh, about 15 minutes left in show. We started a little late, so we'll go a little bit longer as well. <laughs> but, uh, Rob, whenever it comes to the Cowboys in this crossroads, and we've talked a lot about the draft, we've talked about the salary cap, but now it kind of comes to the fact that, well, the Cowboys have to do some some shifting, some moving. They're going to have to have some guys that may be salary cap cuts. They may be something in terms of signees, what do you expect the Cowboys and when do you expect the Cowboys to start shifting this roster around? Because there are a lot of different things that are going to have to go into the next couple of weeks. Well, yeah, I mean, I mentioned the option to restructure certain guys and, and that's been, you know, you, you can read about it and it's been speculated a lot recently. There's, you know, I mentioned Tyron, Zach, DeMarcus, you could restructure their deals again, Amari Cooper, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's there's ways you can create millions and millions of salary cap space, and what you're doing is you're you're taking a big base salary and you're dropping it way down, and taking that extra money and converting it to signing bonus that goes on the back end. It's the whole kick the can down the road thing, and uh, they they do that all the time. Teams do that all the time. So I, I think they can probably do a lot of that and not have to do a bunch of salary cap casualties like you mentioned, Kyle. I know people have speculated maybe Jalen Smith. They don't. I don't think they have to do that. Uh, it could be an option, um, but to me, when you're looking at all of their needs, I would. I would rather uh, knowing knowing that you're 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 thin on salary cap space, knowing you only have a certain amount of draft picks. How about Dan Quinn comes in and, and figures out the best way to use Jalen Smith? I mean, that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, okay. But yeah, they they've got to figure some stuff out. They will in, in terms of creating space. And um, what I'm interested to see, guys, is how I'm fascinated to see how this, this free agency period works around the league. 
how many guys are going to take a bunch of one-year deals? You know, is, is that going to be the thing? Uh, guys betting on themselves and banking on uh, the, everything turning around next year and try to cash in then. And maybe you maybe you can wind up with some impact players on cheaper deals than you would think, uh, depending on, 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 on how guys want to approach free agency this year. Hmm. Or maybe not. Maybe you're not going to be able to sign anybody because <laughs> you don't have any room. I don't know. I, I'm fascinated to see it. <clears throat> Well, look at us. It's scenario time, boys and girls. So let's do this. Let's do this. Um, let's get specific, guys. Come on, let's get dirty. We've been, I mean, it's been two weeks, and, you know, uh, Kyle almost started a fight with Isaiah. But So let's get into some, <laughs> some, some specifics here. So if we're just in cap hell and we're at the point where we're like, look, we're just going to start this whole train ride over and we're going to reboot with some more guys, then I say – Everybody last name Smith by June 1st is traded a cut. All right. Let you, while you're thinking yeah. about whose last name is Smith, then wow. I'll tell you uh, anybody past 90, 97. All right. Any number past 97, you know, trade a cut. We got to mm. get rid of uh, get, okay. get rid of all of that. Okay. So basically what you're doing is you're you're needing some you're needing some things on your defense. And that's where your draft and free agency is going to come in. Offensive line is still going to be a problem for you because now you don't have a left tackle. So you're going to have to get a guy there and if you're telling me that you know the guy that we signed last year from Kansas City can come in and do it then fine all right then we have to stick with him but you still have a problem at right tackle and no one knows when Leo Collins is coming back with those moves I think you're healthy cap wise you're able to bring in better players you maybe even better be able to get a, a, a good second string quarterback from somewhere that gives you confidence I don't know to start the season but otherwise those are some of the things that you're going to have to do specifically to turn this around 97. I when I when I keep, when I hear 97, I still think of Taco. I don't know. I, I know it's not. It's not. <laughs> it was it's Emerson Hill. Griffin this year, and he's that's gone. Right. So that's already Griff. done. And then Tyrone Griff, Crawford's yeah. above that, and then Antoine Woods is above that. And there so, you go. Yeah. So there I see go. where Heckma's going with it. But they're free agents. But they're free agents. Tyrone's yeah. a free agent. Antoine's restricted. Go. I think. I thought Antoine yeah, wasn't bad. I didn't think he was that bad helping you at the one tech spot. I don't know. Sorry, go ahead. But, but whether Dan Quinn wants him or not, that's going to be a whole other thing. Like, again, we're just kind of broad stroking this thing. I want to get specific. Let's get down and dirty. I hear you. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not too far off from where Heckman is, man. I mean, be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm going to look at my entire roster, and I'm going to say everybody who's under contract right now, if I picked up the phone and called all 32 teams, how many teams would trade or if, would any teams trade and pick up this guy's contract? And if, they, mm -hmm. if I have to debate and figure out whether or not somebody else will want to pay for the same services I'm paying for, you might want to think about letting that person go. You, you yeah. might want to think yeah. about letting that person go. Um, and I think that's the, the situation that we're in right now. I mean, you, you start talking about the last name Smith. If you picked up the phone right now and said, hey, you guys want his contract? Nah. Uh, nah, right? No, so, um, so, I mean, obviously that's not all on the player. That's all, Some of that is just bad uh, contractual agreements by, by the organization. But um, that's where I would start. That's where I would start. I would, start, I would just pick apart my entire roster and figure out, obviously I'm, this is what they're doing anyway, but I would start figuring out who, who has to be here. Who do we yeah. absolutely need here? And who can, we, who can we bring in possibly somebody else to do the exact same role that they're doing and probably do it for cheaper? You want to hear something that might surprise, might be the most surprising thing I've said today on this show, which is going to be something interesting for, for you guys to hear. But I wouldn't mind having 54 back next year. And what? I'm talking about Jalen Smith. Now, there's two conditions here, though. One, 
like Rob said earlier, Dan Quinn's going to have to figure out a way to use him. Uh, I, I think that's, bar none, that's the most important thing that Dan Quinn has to figure out is how the hell are we using Jalen Smith? How is he going to play next year? Is he going to be more of a pass rusher? Is he going to be somebody that's going to plug these gaps? Because right now, he can't change direction and he can't necessarily plug a gap. So he's not physical enough to do that right now. I think you need to figure out a way to get Dan Quinn to fix Jalen Smith. The second one is I want him to restructure his contract, and that would probably be the mm. best way to do it. But I... If those two things happen, would not mind seeing Jalen Smith back in a Cowboys uniform. But at this moment, I don't know if either one of those things are going to happen. Yeah, I just look seven, at it like seven seven point two million dollars, right? If I'm, if I'm looking at that correctly, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you're you're hit. You're getting a dead money hit too if you do it. I mean, yeah, it's not right. it's, yeah. it's not massive. Uh, but I just look at it like, okay, you don't have Jalen Smith. That's another spot you go into the draft and you're like, okay, who's who's sure. playing whatever linebacker position for me? I just think Jeremiah Koromora, please. Thank you. Yeah, he's he's a stud. But I'm just saying, I mean, we've talked you can name any you can name a lot of positions on this team right now and say, Yeah, they could use that even in the first round and then make a linebacker another one, I guess. That's what you'd have to do. Yeah. But Rob, this is all about trimming the fat, right? Right. It's all about trimming the fat. So I mean, yeah, even though you might create more voids, but you're you're shedding some you're shedding some weight. Right, and if we're mm-hmm. trying, to, if we're trying to get ready for our spring and summer bodies, then we need, then we got, we got, we got to share some fat, right? And for we got to you're in my yeah. wheelhouse oh, right yeah. now. What talking about, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so, so even though, yeah, it might create another problem for you, it might be, it might be the first step to your resolution. And that's no. not just, that's just not just that position. That's in a lot of positions. Well, you know, yeah, and, and, and go ahead, Jack. Sorry. <clears throat> no, I was just gonna say, you know, if you watch the Super Bowl, man, and and you, and you talk about linebacker play, Devin White put everybody yeah, on notice buddy. and so if he is the where, where you start yeah, with comparing your as your linebacker then you have to start talking about Jalen Smith possibly moving to the Mike linebacker and moving LVE to the wheel uh, because of just coverage and all of that yeah. but you're still in a situation when you talk about Dan Quinn bringing in the 4-3 and starting to have those reminiscing about 2018 with these two guys I think they're far removed from that and so I may agree, you know, that, look, you can bring it back if you restructure, but it may be time just to move on because Dan Quinn may not be able to salvage anything. They've moved him from Mike to Will. They've they've put him at the, the line of scrimmage. They've done a lot of different things. And, you know, if you want to trust your eyes or, or look at film on him, as Jalen says, you know, the numbers are there. He's making a, a ton of tackles, but I don't think that that production correlates into difference maker on your defense, mm-hmm. and that's what the Cowboys need. Hey, don't forget, he's also been given the, the title of, of uh, Cornerstone. Mm-hmm. Right. And Cornerstone. Yeah. Are we, <laughs> are we sold on Leighton Vander Esch, too? And while we're talking about linebackers, are we sold on what he brings to the table as a as a young linebacker? Is his health an issue? Are we seeing a decline already? Are we worried about 55 moving forward? I mean, not just 54, but Rob mentioned if 54 goes, you're going to have to fill him with somebody. But same thing with Leighton Vander Esch. How much of a hole is he potentially on that defense? He's I like LBE. He's got like, a fifth-year like, option coming up. Yeah, I like I like doing? LVE, man. I, I don't I don't have this. If you have, if I had to put LVE, if, put it like this: if we had to compare the two, right? If we had to compare the two, and you're going to keep one, I think it's an easy it's an easy call for me to stick with LVE. That's that's no shade at Jalen at all. I just I just like the way that he approaches the game. 
And, I, and then for me, that's a lot. Obviously, I don't know all the classroom stuff and all that other jazz, that, that all the intangibles that really matter. But I like the way that LVE approaches the game. Now, obviously, all both of those guys need to improve, just like every other player in this league. But I feel like it appears as if he's more willing to – uh, uh, you know, to adapt and more willing to to absorb information uh, from coaches. Um, just when you just hear somebody, just when you hear them speak, right? Um, it's almost like Jalen when, when Jalen speaks, it's almost like like my stuff don't stink type type stuff. So it's like that's just from just from that alone, um, I would go with LVE if I had to pick between the two. <laughs> no, I'm, I agree. I agree that with with that, but also uh, it's just kind of funny how both of these guys came into the NFL with durability issues, with Layton yep. with the neck, and also Jalen with the drop foot and knee issues. So, look at this point, and, and even back to what P said about the fifth year option, you the durability issues of your defense or, or your linebackers has got to be addressed. You've got to get some young studs in here that can get the job done. I think Dan Quinn realizes that he doesn't have that long of a timeline. We got rid of Mike Nolan 12 months into the job. So, you know, there's not a lot of safety uh, for these guys. So you got to turn it around, especially when you talk about a historically bad defense. And the linebacker play was so piss poor, obviously, with, you know, bad defensive line play as well. Rob? Yeah, I'm I'm with – the guys on it. I mean, I think I think he can play. I think he's he is a above average linebacker when he's healthy. I I, I don't want to make a direct comparison to Sean Lee, but that's kind of what. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of the way it's gone for him the last two years. Yeah. Where so I don't think he's been on the field enough to, I don't know, find his rhythm. Find you know he just hasn't looked as comfortable overall as he did that rookie season when he was a Pro Bowler. And I, I, it's just unfortunately for him, it's just constantly been. Something, um, yeah. but I, I think I think there's a good player in there, and I think more importantly, there is a guy that really I think he is committed to being a good football player. Uh, yep. It's just going to be a matter of health, and uh, so yeah, I mean, but he's got one year left on his rookie deal unless they pick up his option. I don't know what they're going to do there. I would think they would, uh, but he does, he has had some injuries that you know it's it raises your eyebrows the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> I mean, the linebacker position, at least in my eyes, is the most unstable part of the Cowboys defense, even though I know there are worse parts of the Cowboys defense, talking about maybe the (laughs) cornerbacks and maybe the defensive tackles. But in terms of the most unstable, it would take one injury, two injuries. We saw that last year to, to really upend the entire linebackers room. And I think it's something that needs to be addressed this offseason. I don't know how you address it. I don't know if you just look for depth. I don't know if you just find a way, if you're Dan Quinn, to figure things out. That's not my job, luckily. My job is to talk about it and ask about it. But we uh, we did have a trade in the division. And while we've got a couple minutes left, wanted to get your thoughts on the trade. Carson Wentz is no longer in the NFC East. He has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a conditional second-round pick that could become... A first-round pick, pretty much based on Carson Wentz's health, and then a third-round pick, plus Michael Pittman Jr., the Colts wide receiver who wore number 11 last year, was a rookie last year out of USC, wide receiver. Somebody Carson Wentz is going to be throwing the ball to said, no, you're not getting my number 11. You are not wearing my jersey number, Carson Wentz. You come in and you're just as new as the rest of us. So... 
Respect. My question is is to you: Do you like the trade for the Eagles? Is it nice to have Carson Wentz out of the uh, out of the division, or is this a sad day for Cowboys fans that you won't have eleven throwing the ball to your team? <laughs> and yes, I mean the Cowboys for any uh, uh, twice twice a year anymore. Well, I'll go first. Um, Eagles <laughs> suck, and you know I absolutely <laughs> love it. You know. How backwards was that? They take on a $33 million, $34 million cap hit, and they traded Carson Wentz for a black and mild in a golf bag. It makes no sense. But at the same in the same breath, um, you know, I, I'm not going to miss him. Uh, I, I never thought he was any good at all. In, in the comparison between he and Dak, as I've always believed that Dak was a better quarterback, and people know that as well. Um, but, you know, he's out of here. And, and, and fortunately for those guys in his division, he'll be able to serve up those hot turnovers in the AFC. And win sucks too. And, you know, the, the, <laughs> the Eagles are just going to be wow. in a situation where they're not going to be able to bring in a bunch of talent because of that cap hit. And, you know, when you talk about teams in the NFC East and you look at how bad things are for you, just look around. I mean, you can find a neighbor that is in worse shape and the Eagles are in a bad place. And I can't wait to beat them twice this year. <laughs> so do, do we move do we move Mondays? To, to, I mean, Fridays and Mondays now that we're only once a week. Is that what we're doing? Say I miss you chat. guys. I miss we're you guys. It That's what it chat. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think I, honestly, I think I think Wentz needed a fresh start. I think how he's obviously been bad for for a little while now. I think Nick Foles is better than him while he, while he had his time there, honestly. But I think he needs a fresh start, man. I don't think that he has a lack of talent. I think he actually has talent. I just think that he's he just mentally just couldn't get it together. So I think that Indianapolis actually got a pretty doggone good deal. Um, oh, as, absolutely. As yeah, those guys. I mean, they stole him. So I think that if he has a, I think if he can have a resurgence in confidence, um, with yeah. the new, and that happens with a new start. Sometimes you 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 remember who you were at one point in time. I think that Indianapolis won the deal, and in in Philly, yeah, they got they got got, as we say in the hood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I feel like based on it was a pretty small sample size of Jalen Hurts. But I think he's going to be pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. watching him for whatever four starts, it was like, damn, for a rookie. He's going to be a problem. Yeah. He's going to be a problem. And, and give credit to the Cowboys uh, in December for kind of keeping him in the pocket and making him yeah, uncomfortable. Corralling. Yeah. And for a young player, that's tough. But I think I think he's going to get better. And, I, you know, I know people were thinking maybe, you know, Eagles could still draft a quarterback in the first round. They mm-hmm. could be in, in play in the top ten. To give competition, but I would look at drafting an O lineman or a receiver or somebody yep. to help him because I think, you know, yeah, Wentz is out of division, but I, I, I think there's a good chance if they build around him properly and he doesn't have, you know, all these injuries around him like Wentz did, I think Jalen Hurts could be a really good quarterback in this division that you got to deal with for yep. a while. <clears throat> a lot of people don't believe that. I think you might be in the minority there. And you think I so? Don't disagree. Yeah, I think you might be. Uh, now, I'm right with you, Rob, on that one. I don't disagree with you, though. I think Jalen Hurts is a winner. He's proven that both at Oklahoma and at Alabama, and he got his way to the Philadelphia side of things and instantly provided a jolt to that offense. So we'll see if he ends up being the quarterback that 
ends up being the future for Philadelphia. But right now, you look at Carson Wentz and just say, hey, maybe now that he's out of the division, he can turn into the top-notch prospect he was supposed to be with Indianapolis. And I think that's what the Colts may be looking for as well as a replacement for Phillip Rivers. But that's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Once again, want to remind you, go on to the Dallas Cowboys Twitter and help those in need. You can find out how to donate to all those that were affected by the inclement weather in Texas just on that pinned tweet on at Dallas Cowboys on Twitter. You can also follow us on Twitter. We miss all you guys. We miss talking to you every day. All the way through the week. We missed a week last week and I know Heckma was just distraught all week long because he (laughs) couldn't talk to Cowboys Nation (laughs) and it was really sad. But you can follow Heckma on Twitter at Heckma underscore Harrison. Isaiah's at I am stand back. And then Rob Phillips at Rob Phillips three. If you want to follow me, I'm at Kyle underscore Yeomans. But that's going to do it for us. Th- special thanks to Chris in the back for Rob, for Isaiah, for Heckma. I'm Kyle Yeomans saying so long. We'll see you next week here on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!